Gentlemen, it is time for the timeout with Josh podcast. We're chilling out here on this Monday morning, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. We have a ton to talk about. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Before we get into it, though, before we get into the fun, the excitement, and the stuff we call this podcast, let's talk about sponsorships guys we still have sponsorships available we have got sponsorships available for you guys to help keep us on the air they're not expensive you want to promote your product you want to promote your services whatever the case may be please send me a message on the instagram send me a message on instagram at timeout with josh on instagram the website will be hopefully going up today. You'll be able to email us there as well. And we'll have that ready to rock and roll for you guys. We want to help you grow. You're helping us grow. We want to do the same for you. All right. First of all, let's talk about it. Big news. My dog. No, just kidding. Just, just kidding. Big news. We've got the Rams and the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. And if you guys remember, I said I did not think I did not think the Bengals would win against Kansas City, but I wanted them to, and I laid out how they could win, and they sure as fuck did it. They did exactly what I said should happen. First of all, Kansas City rested on its laurels. Kansas City took it easy. Kansas City didn't play hard football, and boom, there you go. You got Patty making some mistakes in the overtime. I mean, Bengals fans, I was right there with you as soon as they called heads. Tails never fails. I don't know why you call heads. They called heads. I was like, oh, shit, here's a Bills game all over again, and blammo. All right, now... Then you had the Rams and the 49ers. And I said, I wanted to see the Rams win for Matt Stafford. I I was pushing for the 49ers, but I wanted to see the Rams win for, for Matt Stafford. Didn't really have a dog in that fight, but they did it. Technically speaking, this is not the best matchup for a Super Bowl. Technically, like, on paper and and looking at the teams, not the best matchup, but but damn, is it going to be fun to watch these two quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford, going at each other? Now, having said that, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy Jeters, Jim Jim Jeters, Mister Jimmy Papa Garoppolo, sir, you have effectively sealed your history, and San Fran. Say goodbye. Call up your leasing agent. Tell them to end your rental agreement. 
in San Francisco, sir. You are moving for sure. And, and on that note, and on that note, Denver Broncos, don't hold your breath on Mr. Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. And you diehard Green Bay fans who want to suck on the teat of Aaron Rodgers and have him stay there, don't hold your breath. The least likely thing to happen is Aaron Rodgers staying at Green Bay. They're losing too many weapons. I There's no way. <clears throat> I was all over. Aaron Rodgers going to the Denver Broncos. His offensive coordinator gets hired there. Hackett goes to the Broncos. And Mr. Flowing Locks Rodgers heads there with him. But now, now that the 49ers are not going to the Super Bowl, and it's not because of the 49ers, it is because of the play of Mr. Jimmy G himself. He, for those of you who didn't watch the game, and for those of you who did, let's do a little recap here, and let's talk about it. Mr. Jimmy G decided to play football for the first two and a half quarters of that game. And then you could see it start to creep in. You could see the creepiness, the demons, the demons of Tom Brady past, the demons of being second best to Tom Brady started creeping in. And like I said, I did, I, I praised him. I praised him. In my last podcast, and I said that Mr. Garoppolo definitely has turned himself around, and he has. He definitely has. It's not to say he does not have faults. And we saw those on display in the latter part of the third quarter and definitely into the fourth and then at the end of the fourth quarter. You saw him freak out. You could see it. You could see it in his eyes. He just wanted to go home and hug his mommy. He was getting owned. It was bad. It was bad news. It was bad news bears for Mr. Jimmy G. And he had issues. He had issues. That is what sealed his fate. It wasn't the 49ers that sealed his fate. Jimmy G. Walked up to the front door. Slammed it closed. And kept walking. That's what happened. He buried himself on that one. Boom, done, Bamsis. See you later, Jimmy Garoppolo. Where does he go? I don't know. Maybe the Texans, maybe New Orleans. Oh, wait, Josh. Josh, what the fuck? You said that that's where Brady was going to go. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did say that. I was I was saying I don't think he retires. I think there's a 10% chance of him retiring. And boom, that 10% chance paid off. I missed the bet on that one. It paid off. Tom Brady said, you know what? I'm hanging up the cleats. I'm going to put them up. I'm going to stop playing. I said that the reason he would retire is that he didn't come close to making the big time with the uh, with the, the postseason. That Super Bowl was just a little out of his reach. And, uh, and he retired. And I was asked by... Uh, by my beautiful fiance, 
if uh, if I believe that Gronk would retire? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, I believe he does now. He did say that if his hand was forced at the moment, he would retire. I believe his hand has been forced um, by his good friend, Tom Brady. I don't see him playing. Um, I mean, if he does it's it's like Jimmy Graham did um, with Chicago where it's like, you know, he, he plays very sporadically throughout the game to help a rookie tight end get his shit together. But that that would be the only reason I'd see him play. I honestly don't think he'll do it for that. I don't think he I, – I, I think he's done. I think he's done. He's like, you know, I played with Brady. I had a great time. Uh, played two more seasons and uh, and had a ball, had a blast. Want some new hardware, want some more hardware, and uh, and I'm good. Um, I mean, he got paid. He got paid. So uh, I think he's done. I think he's done. Um, and, and I and like I said, I, I think that Jimmy G could go to a Texans. He could go to a New Orleans. Um, that's definitely where he could go. And and Leonard Burns, Mister Mister Leonard Burns, my friend, my pal, my bud. Um, dude, uh, I think, uh, I think based on our last interaction when I was doing my TikTok live while I was recording this podcast, you had mentioned some stuff about Brady and, uh, Sam Fran and well, doesn't look like that's paying out there for you. Uh, so it looks like we were both wrong. My friend looks like we were both wrong. So, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about that Cincy game. Let's talk about Mr. Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes Patrick did not have the best game. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say that he had a horrible game. I'm not going to say that his shit was handed to him. I'm not going to say that. Um, his shit definitely was not handed to him. He played well. Um, he definitely played well. But let's talk about this. Um, Patrick Mahomes marched. Uh, he he did he did everything right until the end, obviously, where he throws into double coverage, and and Tyreek Hill bobbled the ball a little bit. Ball comes back, kind of a lucky bounce. Let's, I mean. Von Bell just his hands were there. The ball came to him. Look, it happened. 27-24, it happened. But what I will say is this. Since he came out, since he came out in the second half of that game and said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna play the old uh where is the marble under the 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 shell trick. They played the shell game. They confused the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. They confused the hell out of him. Um, there were there were miscues all over the place, and their Cincinnati's defense went to pass coverage. They went to pass coverage because they knew Patrick Mahomes, <coughs> excuse me, needed to pass the ball. Because let's get it straight, y'all. If Patrick Mahomes is playing in a tight game. You can get him flustered. You can get to him. And it in his offensive line, my God, you could tell his offensive line was doing exactly what they needed to do. 
They were holding him back. He had an hour and a half to pass the ball back there. He had an hour and a freaking half to pass the ball back there, but he couldn't find anybody to pass it to. Couldn't find it, and he got pressured. And and it, it just it was it was amazing. I mean, first touchdown goes to Tyreek Hill. Second one goes to Travis Kelsey, and he's doing his he's doing his tricks. You know, he's doing his he's doing his side armage. He's getting in there looking cool. And then, boom. Second half. Second half. Since he forced Kansas City to punt on their opening drive of the third quarter, the second Chiefs possession ends in a punt after five plays. And then... The Bengals, uh, was it defensive tackle Hill intercepted Mahomes, and and di- I mean I'm telling you guys like, dude, it just it was a miscue after a miscue after his his miscues looked like his brother's fucking dancing, his miscues looked like his fiance's inability to be a socially acceptable human being. That's what his miscues look like. That's exactly what they look like. After the game, Andy Reid, head coach Andy Reid, took the blame for the last play of the first half. He said, I was hoping we could get the ball in the end zone. I probably gave him the wrong play. First of all, I could have given him something better than that. And then Mahomes also said it. He goes, when you're up 21-3 to at one point in the game, you can't lose it. I put that on myself and I just said it. I'm like, when Patrick Mahomes is up, man, when he's up, he's firing. Right. And then all of a sudden Cincinnati brings the pressure and Cincinnati's like, no, we're not going down. We're not going down. It's the second quarter. There's 49 seconds left. It's 21-10. Our defense is going to step up and we're going to come out with a completely different pass offense or pass defense, pass coverage defense. That's what they did. And they did it guys. They freaking rolled in that second half. They rolled. The Bengals showed that they are a team that can hang with the big boys, but it it just, they imploded. They imploded, man. The, the, the Chiefs, the Chieftains, they imploded. But we're also going to talk about how we've got a home game Super Bowl again, too. We have a home game Super Bowl. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. I, I get it. That's cool. But a little bit lopsided there. A little bit lopsided little lopsided. Uh, so, I mean, that's there. That That's what it is. So, let's move on and let's talk about something else. Um, uh, Raiders are supposedly hiring Josh McDaniels uh, as their coach. Supposedly. They're expected to. They're, ex- they're expected to pick up Mr. Josh motherfucking McDaniels as their coach. Um, 
I see that being successful. I see that working out great. Um, I mean, they still got to finalize this contract and, and make sure that it's good to go. Uh, Josh McDaniels has been, um, has been, you know, has rejected offers and has been passed over a couple of times for head coaching positions. I think that that's a good choice for the Raiders. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I think that it's, I mean, Josh McDaniels was a head coach at Denver in 22, uh, or I mean, sorry, he's hired in 22. He was a head coach at Denver 11 years ago. Um, and I think he learned, I think he learned, uh, he was with Denver. So he, I mean, honestly, 2009, 2010, and then coming into a head coaching position in 2022, I, I don't, I don't see that experience as really being impactful in that way. Um, I definitely see his time with the Patriots as being impactful. Um, so I, I definitely see that. I definitely see that. Uh, the only problem that I see is that McDaniels was, was a losing head coach. He was what? 11 and 11 and 17, 11, and 18, something like that. Um, as a head coach with the Broncos, he was fired after week 13 in 2010. Um, when they started three and nine, um, he did start his tenure six and zero, and then just went five and 17. Um, he did take the Indianapolis Colts head coaching position in 2018, but then decided not to. Um, and, and he kind of burned some bridges there, I think. And then, and then he went over, uh, to new England. Um, <clears throat> so Belichick, uh, Belichick being a mentor to him, I think is a, is a great thing. I, I wish the best for the Raiders. They definitely this season have gone through hell um, with their former coach Gruden uh, being there. So, um, but I do, I do want to address something. I do want to address something in this head coaching shit and everything that's going on guys. I want to address something and it's something that I don't get. There is talk. There is talk of a, individual who has about as much experience in coaching as anyone. Um, and that's Josh McCallum. Why is Josh McCallum, former quarterback, Josh McCallum, high school football coach, Josh McCown, not offensive coordinator, not defensive coordinator, not, not even fucking quarterback coach, not linebacker coach, not line coach, not special teams coach, not college coach, not anything at any highly competitive level coach being considered for a head coaching position over Flores. 
And you guys know, I do not get in to the race thing. I don't get into talking about race and stuff like that because I am tired of our media trying to cause a divide within us because they want to, I don't know, divide us. That's what it is. They want to divide us. And we have a problem within professional sports and the good old boys club mindset at least in the NFL and, and and not until recently, the Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball recently, recently, when I say last 10 to 12 years, has decided to open up their arms to be accepting of people that are minorities to coach baseball. Um, they can play, but the coaching aspect is, has been weird. And I, I'm treading lightly on this subject guys, because I want to make sure that I make this very clear where I stand. Um, there have been people of multiple races now coaching in major league baseball for the last 10 to 12 years. But the NFL, the NFL has, (laughs) I don't know what their fucking deal is. They're just sitting on some sort of weird fence and uh, (laughs) not doing anything about it. They're not. Um, I'm not saying that anybody should, uh, I'm not saying that anybody should get a position because of their race, just like anybody shouldn't get a position because they're male or female. What I am saying, though, is why is a motherfucker who is 42 years old, who has a mediocre NFL record, who was okay in the NFL, not even great, okay, just okay in the NFL. We'll even go with forgettable. Forgettable in the NFL. Who literally 
has not had a single day of professional or college coaching experience. But has 16 years of mostly backup experience in the NFL. Backup fucking experience in the NFL. Virtually zero experience coaching. Why is this motherfucker being considered over Flores? Why? Let that sink in for a fucking second. The Dolphins... The Dolphins struggled this year. Yes, they struggled this year. And they struggled because the Dolphins did not have the tools at all times. But dude, have they gotten better and better and better and better. They've gotten better. And... We're looking at at a joke being considered by the Houston Texans for a head coaching position. I'm 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 befuddled. I'm befuddled, ladies and gentlemen. I am completely befuddled. But this is not the first time this has happened. I am absolutely thrilled, thrilled that the Bears chose who they did to be our GM. One, we went to a winning organization. Two, we got a young, forward-minded individual. I am thrilled with that. I think Flores is an amazing coach. Can't understand why Miami got rid of him. I mean, you had a winning season, Miami. You had a winning season. You were three wins behind Buffalo, one win behind New England. And you got rid of him. Don't understand that. Don't understand it. But what I don't understand more than anything is why a piece of shit quarterback, a backup quarterback, a guy with no coaching experience whatsoever. This is a this is a this is a more ridiculous choice. This is a, a literally I, I'm I'm without words right now. I am fucking without words. This is a more ridiculous choice than Jacksonville picking up Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer at least had coaching experience with championship rings. But this motherfucker has no experience. None. Zero. Zero experience as a head coach. Very minimal experience coaching in period. And only at best a backup quarterback. For 16 years in the NFL. And this is what you want to hire? This is what you want to hire over Flores. And yes, I I am nailing my my 
argument on Flores, but this goes across the board, ladies and gentlemen. This goes across the fucking board. We've got plenty of players that are coming out of the NFL. We got plenty of extremely talented coaches, offensive coordinators, um, and leaders in the front offices of the NFL that are being looked over. Apparently because of their skin color. And it's, it's it's absolutely asinine. Absolutely asinine. <clears throat> now I'm going to go on a rant about f- fucking the NFL even further. The NFL <clears throat> is obviously struggling. Um, they're having issues with... Uh, you know, viewerships and, and things like that. But can we name it on one person? Can we name it on one person? Um, yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. And we talked about last week, uh, or we talked about the last podcast, um, we talked about the the issue that uh, the issue with the the umpires and referees and line judges and whatnot like that in in various sports, but that is definitely an issue. But let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the main problem, and I'm going to call him out right here. Hell, I'll challenge that man to get on my show. I will challenge this man to get on my show. Little pee on Josh. Little dude who's not a big guy, not not the not the big dog in the fight, not not Barstool Sports, not ESPN, not any one of the big dudes. I'm I'm just a little pee on guy. Little pee on guy. But I challenge Roger Goodell to get on this show and tell me that he has made the NFL better. Tell me you've made the NFL better, Roger Goodell. Tell me you've done it. Tell me you've done it. You are a clown. You are a fucking clown. And proof in that is your lack of support of minority coaches. Proof in that is your fucking fixing of games. Proof of that is you inserting the NFL into the players' union in a way that is detrimental to the player. Your proof in that is your whole goddamn career, you stupid fucking fuck. Guys, if you want to know why the NFL is struggling with some of their issues that they've been having of late, it's because of that fat fuck sitting in your fucking office controlling how the NFL runs things. And yes, there needs to be protection for, from owners down to the players. <clears throat> there needs to be accountability. There needs to be safety. There needs to be a lot of things. There definitely needs to be a lot of things. But when that motherfucker is running his shit 
and moving things around and making changes and doing things that benefit the owners and not the fans and not the players and their ticket prices are going through the roof and you get into the fucking politics with your stupid fucking idiot brain, get the fuck out. People want to go and watch football, they want to watch basketball, they want to watch baseball, they want to watch hockey, and that is the escape. But you, sir, you, sir, have inserted yourself right in the smack dab middle of politics, and you have a double motherfucking standard about shit. Go eat a bag of dicks, you big fucking clown. Let's take, let's take this one. Let's take this one. And I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use barstool sports on this one because yeah, fuck it. I like them. I like bar, barstool sports. They're good folks. All right. Are they rough? Yeah. Are they, are they rough around the edges? Yeah. Do they give a shit? Fuck no. Fuck no. But let's take, let's take what happened there. I believe it was not that long ago last year that Roger Goodell put up a thing that said you could come and sit with me in my basement and watch the Super Bowl. Put it up there. Highest bidder. Going to donate to charity. Going to donate to charity. Right? Going to do this thing. So, the man who hates Roger Goodell probably equally as much as I do, if not more, um, is Dave Portnoy. And Dave Portnoy, <laughs> I know some of you are going to be like, oh my God, Josh, I fucking hate his ass. I like him. He, dude, he's from Massachusetts. He's got an attitude. He's, a, he's, he's just got an attitude. I mean, that's all. But you know what? I hate the game. All you want. I mean... You can't hate the player. That dude made himself. <laughs> he made himself. Um, he, he seriously built himself a gigantic presence with Barstool Sports. So Dave Portnoy bids on this experience with Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell catches wind of it, realizes Dave Portnoy won because Dave Portnoy has you know money as it at his disposal. And fucking returns the money to Dave Portnoy and does not extend the offer to him to sit in his basement because Roger Goodell is a pussy ass bitch. Dare I say, dare I say that the tables are turned and Dave Portnoy puts that up there and Roger Goodell wins. I guarantee you a man, an individual like Dave Portnoy would not have returned that money and would have said, all right, come on, we have our differences. Let's talk. Let's do this thing. It's because Roger Goodell is a fucking pussy. And that's what it is. He is a fucking pussy. So that is my rant about Roger Pussy Goodell. Um, we're just going to call him Roger P. Uh, and, and again, Roger Doubt you ever hear this podcast. Doubt you ever even think my name in the wildest of craziest out there dreams. But if you do, and you have the balls, if you have the balls that you seem to claim you have, 
come on to the show. Come on to the show. Come on to the Time Out with Josh podcast and tell me to my face that you are a, a quote-unquote progressive individual with a progressive mindset promoting the NFL in a positive light amongst all races. I, I, players aside, we're talking coaching, leadership, and tell me to my face that you are not manhandling your organization that you run to benefit your pocket exclusively. Tell me that. I want to hear it. I want to hear it out of your mouth. Come on to the show and you tell me. That's my call out to you. Doubt you'll do it. Doubt you'll do it, one, because you probably won't hear this. Doubt you'll do it, two, because you're a pussy. There you go. There's that. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I've ranted enough on that shit. I mean, it gets, whatever. Fuck it. It's all over, right? (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about something. I heard rumor. I heard a rumor. This, I think, would be awesome. Uh, This is, I mean, honestly, this is really, really cool. Um, It looks, it looks like... Formula One is talking racing the streets of Las Vegas. Las Vegas, everybody, looks like they're racing the streets. Looks like they want to do that thing in Vegas. I'm stoked. Um, I, I, I really, I really, really am excited. Uh, I think that I think it would be amazing. Um, I think that I'd be getting tickets and hell, I'd even do a podcast there. Uh, I definitely would definitely, uh, throw my weight at that. So there's that aspect. I think that would be really cool. Uh, also in the news, major league baseball will not require a COVID vaccine for minor league players. Huh? Interesting. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. So that was in sports news in sports ball today. Uh, NCAA football, um, we're starting to get to that point. Oh, by the way, the major league baseball still has not gotten lockout issues taken care of. So we might be looking at some spring training late start crap. So yay. Um, the NIL, uh, the transfer portal, um, is nuts. Uh, there's a lot of transfer portal stuff going on. I said that that would be, that would be a, uh, something that would happen. Um, I've said that not only would it be something that would happen, but as soon as you started including uh, players being paid, uh, that it would get even crazier. Um, again, there should be a limit on that. There should be all that type of stuff. But uh, I don't know. I it, it it it's interesting to watch all that happen, um, and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I I don't believe that. Uh, honestly, I don't believe that it's going to last long with major upheaval. I think students slash athletes are going to end up staying at a college. You know, that this is new guys. This is new. Um, you know, the, the transfer portal and the way it's functioning now being paid, all this stuff is new. The dust has got to settle and they'll figure everything out. All right. So my segue into that, the Minnesota Vikings 
have apparently reached out to Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, about the head coaching vacancy. Um, there has been, I, I've heard some rumor of Harbaugh possibly at New Orleans um, or possibly at the Texans. I believe that Sean Payton goes to Dallas. He goes back to where he came from. Um, but um, there has not been a formal interview with the Vikings in Michigan. Um, but the Vikings have talked to them. Um, and apparently, apparently there is a little bit of interest. There's some interest on both sides. Um, the crazy part about it is their new GM, uh, the Vikings new GM has a relationship or had a relationship, does still have a relationship with Harbaugh and Harbaugh, Harbaugh coming off of a season that he lost and going 11 and two, winning the big 10 going and earning a playoff spot. Um, it's pretty big. Uh, you know, he, he went from, and I, I believe it was, uh, last season, he was two and four, um, and he decreased his base salary from, uh, it was 8 million down to, uh, 4 million. Um, which I mean, I, whatever, do what you ever want to do. Um, the bigger aspect of it is that he spent four years as the head coach of the 49ers where he was 44 and 19. And he actually holds the fifth best winning percentage in the NFL ahead of any active coach in the league. He led San Francisco into appearance in the Super Bowl, but in 2014, he went eight and eight and he got fired. This whole, the thing is, is we, we have, we have entered into a era of you didn't perform this this week, you're fired. You didn't pick your nose right, you're fired. You didn't pass the ball right, you're fired. You're you know head coaches can't have losing seasons anymore and stay. Um, Harbaugh has a winning season at uh, Michigan. He has the opportunity to make you know money going back to the NFL. Does he do it playing or does he do it coaching the Vikings? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I believe that some, I truly believe that some, uh, some coaches are built for college. I believe that some coaches are built for the NFL. Some are built to be offensive coordinators, i.e. Nick Fangio, um, of recent. Some are built to do, uh, you know, building of teams in the front office, the GM executive type shit. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll give you the, the example that I've used before is like Nick Saban. Nick Saban is a college coach. Nick Saban's college coach. Could he succeed in the NFL? Yeah, he could, but he has built his legacy in college. He has built his legacy in college football and, and that's where he excels. He is paid ungodly amounts of money to do what he's doing. And he's good with it. And he's great with it. Um, he himself is good with what he's doing. And he's great with what he's doing. Um, Harbaugh is one of those ones that when he came over to college and, and he went 
and he started coaching at Michigan and Michigan had issues and they're up and down and they're inconsistent and, and all those type of things. I literally sat there and said, man, Harbaugh is an NFL coach. He's not a college coach. He, he can't coach raw talent or, or semi raw talent. He needs talent that's established. And he proved that he proved that at 44 and 19 record at, um, at the 49ers, he proved it. And then he got fired after eight and eight season. Um, but, but he did, he showed that he's an NFL quarterback or quarterback, NFL coach. And obviously with the right team, he could excel. Um, he has a passion for the game. I mean, you watch him on the sidelines for five minutes and you can tell he gets amped. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know that the Vikings are that, I don't know that they're that spot for him. Uh, I, I really don't know. I really don't know guys. Uh, I mean, this one's going to be a wait to see kind of situation, honestly. Um, can I see him leaving Michigan to go and coach the NFL? Absolutely. I can see that happening. 100%. Especially when he, he gave himself his own pay cut from 8 million to 4 million a year. I can see him doing that because it's like, you know, I, I took a pay cut. You know, what is the college going to do? Yeah, we'll go ahead and give you your four million back a year that you you cut for yourself. I don't know, especially in the age of, you know, we're coming into football players being paid, athletes being paid in the NCAA. You know, money is going to money is going to kind of move around a little bit. So do they keep them? I don't know. I I don't know that Michigan really can say too much of anything to him that says we want you to stay. Um because let's be real, that as big of a college as they are, as huge of a college as they are, I don't. I mean, I don't think that they can offer them what the NFL can. And the NFL, it, with its benefits and its you know upswings and its bonuses and its bonus structure and its bottom line pay and everything like that, can you beat Michigan? Does Michigan, as a school, compete on a NFL level? As far as like quality, money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they, they definitely are up there. They are definitely up there. I'm not saying that they are NFL level by any means. Please don't get that wrong. But, you know, when you've got a school like Ohio State, Michigan, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, uh, USC, Oregon, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, you got these big schools. They can pull big time coaches because they've got NFL type clout. Okay. And there's, there's no doubt about that. That's why I'm on the fence with Harbaugh. That's why I'm literally sitting here going, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see because you know what? He could stay. He could go. I don't really know. Now, if Harbaugh, let's say Harbaugh was coaching at, um, you know, Michigan state, uh, or if he was coaching at Wyoming or Montana, Utah, Boise, um, you know, a, a bigger school, but not a large school by any means, um, then yeah, I definitely see him going to the NFL. Um, no question about that. Or if he was coaching at a, at a, you know, a mid level college that had a winning record, I could still see him going to the NFL. Um, you know, Mississippi state or, uh, you know, university of Mississippi or, or, you know, UCF or something like that. Um, 
a Baylor or something. I can see him going to the NFL, no question. But when you're coaching for Michigan, you're coaching for one of the biggest colleges with the biggest stadium in in, in the NCAA. And you've made the playoffs. You beat out your rival to get to the playoffs. You do all those type of things. It makes it a coin toss for me. It really makes it a coin toss. So um, having said that, ladies and gentlemen, you are an amazing audience. You are incredible. If you want to be on this show, you know somebody who wants to be on this show, have them send me a message on Instagram. Like I said, I'm working on getting the, the website up and getting it functioning and rolling. It will be in the link in my bio um, and it will be there. If you want to sponsor the show, fucking sponsor us. We would love to have you. Um, we'd love to have your products on the show and uh, and promote those products. Help keep us on the air. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next show. 